Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. How you doing, Mr. President? And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. What the hell day is it? 25th, November, year of our Lord, 2023. That's Biden getting heckled. You wouldn't have seen that four years ago. Dave got a hodgepodge. Wasn't planning on doing podcasts, but Mama's painting. I figure, what the hell? Do a quick show, just a little bit of politics, a little bit... You know, America sucks. Thanksgiving sucks. Thanksgiving's going to kill the planet. All that kind of crap. And then my usual TikTok, some music reviews. Got a new band, kind of like them. And, uh, yeah, today's been a good day. I had Thanksgiving. I got ate food. I only had a little bit of stuffing. It didn't like it. And I had a turkey sandwich. That was pretty freaking cool. Couldn't do that last year. Yesterday, the wife asked me out on a date, which is very rare, which is really kind of cool. Although her Yelp review for that date was pretty low. She kind of did a couple things that were fucked up. Uh, I'm joking. She didn't do anything fucked up. It was actually a really nice day. But we went up there, and I tried a roast beef sandwich. I have not had red meat since February 2022. And yeah, I shouldn't have. It did not like it. Yeah, I was nauseous for quite a while. So not ready for beef, but I'm feeling better. I see the doctor on Tuesday. And today was a fantastic day. I went and did my six mile walk. Um, It was cold as shit. The moon was beautiful. So anybody who listens, I don't even know what my Instagram account is. I always post stuff on Instagram, but I don't like never talk about it and I'm only saying this not because anybody out there who listens to this podcast wants to <laughs> follow me on this Instagram it's just that uh, I have some really pretty photos Tony the salty one yeah Tony the salty one uh, you could try that out for just beautiful pictures that's all it is I take a picture every morning of sunrise because it reminds me that I'm alive even though my life kind of blows um, it's nice to just acknowledge nature and how pretty it is. But I went to the gym to do it, and I, I'm only saying this because I got a big head now. It'll go away. But um, 
you know, I went last week and some lady just outright asked me for a number and that was just a weird thing. So I've been married so long and I'm old and I'm not attractive and that kind of freaked me the fuck out. So I changed gyms, but I had to see if I could cancel it. And I go in this morning and there's this dude, he's a regular gym dude. SNL did a skit about him the other day. You know, I used to be a huge, I, I benched 500 pounds at one time. Well, I was four, 480 or something like that. Back in the day when I was really into gyms, um, which was ages ago. And of course, it's been 13 years since so I lifted a weight. I can't even lift my own weight. Um, I am so weak, it's embarrassing. So I, I make sure it's early in the morning so nobody sees me. But all time, I'll get back to being not buff, but at least less weak. And I said, hey, you know, I changed. This, this isn't for me. This is like a hookup place. And I, I just want to lift weights. Um, I'm married, I'm old, and if people are hitting on me, then we got a problem. The guy laughed, but he said it in a way that was so condescending, because he's a gym dude, he's probably 20-something, and he's like, they hit on you? Like, oh my God, that's disgusting. I'm like, yeah, and say she was beautiful. Um, and there was a young girl there that, uh, my Lord, she was beautiful. And she said, yeah, because he's a nice guy. He's very attractive. And she walked away. Man, that was like I got a testosterone shot. It was like just to be noticed. I've talked about it a lot lately. I'm going through something. I don't know what something is where I don't feel noticed. But that was really cool. So later in the show, I wrote a letter to a celebrity. It was dumb as shit, but I did it anyway because I read something and I've watched this person grow up and it's astounding how beautiful she is. Um, she was a little kid, you know, and no way, it's not a sexual attraction, it's not a crush. There's only one woman on the planet that I have a crush on. Um, Hollywood crush, not a real one, but um, I don't have, you know, crushes. I'm a grown man. I'm married. That's inappropriate, but um, she's just, wow, I can't believe that's the little girl I saw. She's so pretty. Um, anyway, I'll get to it then, but she's, it gave me the courage to send it because her husband's a douche and he treats her poorly and there's this picture and I'm going to post it. It just pisses me the fuck off. I just don't know how these young cats... I mean, they treat women like garbage. It just annoys the shit out of me. But we'll get to that when we get there. But so, yeah, good day. It's always nice when an incredibly beautiful woman says something remotely to the effect of, you're handsome. When she said the word handsome, that was nice. I look in the mirror, I don't think handsome. I think old, gray, run down, beaten up. Old. Just old. I see old. I see my grandpa now. And I think that's it. I shaved the beard off, saw my grandpa. Kind of fucked me the hell up. So let's get in the show. And nobody really gives a shit about my whatever the fuck I'm going through right now. That I don't know what it is. We're going to start with, um, what the press secretary said yesterday. All right, this Thanksgiving, we have a lot to be thankful for. While inflation caused by the pandemic and Russia's war continues to be a challenge, we have seen important progress. 
just in the time just in time for holiday travel, gas prices are down a dollar and seventy cents from their peak. Airline tickets are down 13% over the last year, and car rentals are down about 10%. And as we start preparing our Thanksgiving meals, grocery inflation is at its lowest level in over two years, with prices for eggs, milks, bacon, and fresh veggies lower than last year. In fact, according to the American Farm Bureau, the cost of a Thanksgiving dinner fell this year. Prices are down for turkey, stuffing, peas, cranberries, pie crust, and whipping cream. We had a big discussion about whipping cream in the back. <laughs> I don't know what whipping cream is. I know whipped cream, but not whipping cream. Anyway, because wages are rising, this Thanksgiving dinner is the fourth cheapest ever as a percentage of average earnings. Finally, as we look ahead to, hol to holiday shopping, since last year, prices for toys are down about 4%. Used cars and trucks are down 7%, and TVs are down 9%. Lowering costs for Americans continues to be the president's top economic priority, from strengthening supply, supply chains to lowering energy and healthcare costs to cracking down on price gouging by ba banning hidden junk fees. President Biden's policy will continue bringing relief to American families. You know, I don't know why they do this shit. I know they're trying to stack the beans and win an election, but theoretically, not even theoretically, you can't say that. And their tweet, which I don't think I got the tweet. I didn't do it. This show is going to be ass fuck because I didn't really get anything ready and I apologize. This is the polar bear plunge. That's uh, I don't know why they do this picture. We're going to get to it in a second. Um, but I didn't grab this. So we'll just get to it when we get to it. Th this... And once again, I keep saying this because I'm seeing like more people listening and I don't know who's listening. I ain't mega. I ain't... Democrat, I ain't a Republican. I think both parties suck ass. I think they're garbage. And in my lifetime, which is older than most of the people that are listening to this podcast, for fuck's sake, they've done nothing. We fixed nothing. If you're about climate change, we've done nothing about that. If you're about the deficit, we've done nothing about that. If you've done about this, you've done nothing like that. We've elected a president, black president twice, and then we elect a white guy with way too many votes that nobody believes and we're saying the other guy said he stole the election but the other side said that they stole the election with Russia I mean we're just fucking children nobody up there is serious we don't do serious things it's bullshit so she says Thanksgiving dinner's down gas airline tickets car rentals toys TVs well Black Friday of course can't stop laughing community notes with another dunk um this claim compares prices to last year, a point in the middle of Biden term, even though food prices are not lower as claimed compared to the beginning of Biden's term, all prices remain significantly higher. Gas, for example, remains 36% up. None of it's true. This, of course, comes from Fox. So, I mean, they're going to dunk on them. It's like MSNBC doesn't dunk on them. It's all higher. We had a turkey breast. 
but my son was coming over, so we said, fuck it, get a turkey. And I went and bought a 15-pound turkey. Last year, I bought a 19-pound turkey for them to eat. And, of course, if we remember with the show, our oven blew up because God hates me. I mean, just all the things gone wrong, just God hates me. And that turkey, 19-pound turkey, cost 20 bucks. It was 20 bucks for a 15-pound turkey. So clearly that can't be true. But they always get away with this stuff. And since I lost my train of thought, because I'm old, and that train of thought went somewhere, but it wasn't what I was trying to say. The fact of the matter is, these are the people that said fake news and this, that, and the Trump administration was just bullshitting and blah, 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 fucking blah, blah, blah. And then you go out and do the same thing. And of course, the media doesn't catch it. And, and once again, if you stumbled on it, it's mostly about the media. We, we don't have a media anymore. We either have Fox, which is poor pro-Republican. CNN and MSNBC are literally extensions of the Democratic National Committee. And the rest are all liberal-leaning. They just, they just are. But that would be cracked, crushed, melted. And we would keep doing this about hot dogs are cheaper for 4th of July. And they try to find some metric to say it's cheaper now. And that's not true. It's just not fucking true. And we have to have a standard. Has it improved since COVID? Yeah, I'd say it's gotten better. But yet you still go and buy things and it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's prices that, you know, my wife does the shopping, not because it's her duty, because I'm a chauvinist, it's because she likes to. But I go with her. I'm telling you, I notice. And if I notice, and I don't really care about money, and I don't look at prices, if I want it, I buy it. And it's evident by all her Tiffany's jewelry, which someday we'll have to sell and buy cat food to eat when we're really old. Um, it's not better. You're talking groceries. It's really expensive. Everything is super fucking expensive. In the long view, looking only at the nominal costs and not adjusting for inflation or income, prices have been rising, although the basic basket cost, 2874 in 1986, it's now cost 6117 As Pierre noted, that's down from 6405 for a classic meal in 2022. The cost of more expensive meal basket include 345 from 2022 to 2023. Gene Pierre did not mention ham, potatoes, or green beans in a briefing. That's how we covered up. But that's not true. Everything you put on your table from the fucking pie to if you have mac and cheese, it's just more expensive. Just don't mention it. The reality is <clears throat> the Biden administration is still fighting little stupid things that isn't going to change the outcome. This election is going to be like 2020. It's going to be like 2016. go past Obama because it was all about race. If you didn't vote for him, if you voted for him the first time, which most Americans did, 
okay, we're post-racial. But then by 2012, it was, we're all racist. If he doesn't get re-election, it's because you're all racist fucks. But if you go back to 2000, 2004, 2008, it was the same thing. You either are voting for the R or you're voting for the D. As simple as that. It's R or D. And with Trump, it is you either like Trump or you don't like Trump. Personally, as an independent, I would give I'd give pretty much anything just if he would not run. And we would just get somebody. I I, I think I could handle DeSantis. He's a little too now. I mean, originally I was saying he'd be a great president, but he's just a little too in the weeds on dumb shit. And he's obsessed with the trans stuff. Which, once again, the kids, yeah, fuck that. I don't think you should be turning kids into the opposite sex until they're 18. That's when you can start chopping parts. Because... As I've always said, I don't give a fuck. It's none of my business. You want to be a unicorn and you want to fuck antelopes, do you, bro. Don't care. But when you're getting into kids and force-feeding it and making kids learn shit that they don't need to learn, the world's always already too advanced. We, we, we have phones and tablets and kids are seeing shit they just don't need to see yet. Some of the shit you don't need to see unless you're in prison. So people, adults, pushing it. God, that drives me fucking crazy. We don't care, but he's so into it all the time. It's, once again, stupid. I don't understand, and I never will understand, and I'm 56 years old. That's pretty fucking old. How the name of Zeus's ass crack. These parties don't realize you are going for independence like me. And we don't want culture shit. We don't want far left or far right. We want Janet Jackson. What are you doing for me lately? What are you going to do to improve lives of normal Americans? Because each party doesn't seem to fucking care. And a normal nobody walk down the street, get totally ignored person, which is the majority of us on this planet, our lives are really tough. It is not easy to make ends meet. It's not easy to find happy. Because if you turn on the TV, it's unhappy. If you look at your phone, it's unhappy. Everything's a mess. And it would be nice if somebody just came out, hey, I'm going to do this to make the average person's life better. I'm going to do something about energy costs. Because even though I'm all into green, and I'd have a green car if I could afford one, because I don't really drive anywhere anymore. Although I got a couple job leads, leads I'm probably going to start in January because I'm ready, I'm healthy, and I can go to work again. But I could drive there and home with an electric car, but I wouldn't be able to drive anywhere else because it's just not there yet. And if it was there, you know, I'm not a tree hugger. I'd have a green car, even though it's quantitatively showing that it would cost me more money. Um, it would be cool. I'd take mass transit. I'd take subway. Said that on the show. I mean, Korea was cool. It was nice to just take a fucking train anywhere. 
I wanted to go. I could just get on a train and go. That's cool. I'm good with that. Um, but they don't. They don't say how they're going to make it better. They don't know how they're going to fix this stuff. They don't know how they're going to fix the average cost of just everything. And I, I'm surrounded by families with young kids. And there's a guy across the street. He's the one that got me my wood. And uh, that motherfucker works his ass off. He's got five kids. Freaking adorable kids. And I don't know how he does it. I just remember being a private in the Army or Spec 4 having or E5. I was an E5. I had two kids. And it was so hard to feed, clothes, shelter, diapers, formula. Man, that was so hard on a limited income because the wife couldn't work. There was no way she could work because she'd be working to pay the child sitting, really. And what's that about? So I think about those kids now. Like we're buying Christmas presents from across the street. and We got them a bunch of food the other day. Just dropped it off and ran away. Because um, things are way more comfortable now. We're doing well. Without working. Go figure that. Um, but I can't imagine that. So when you go to the speech, we don't talk about that. No, it's about unity. Biden tells America we have to bring the nation together in Thanksgiving comments. The first reply, I verified it, I went and checked it, that he should stop trying to divide us. President Biden told Americans that we have to bring the nation together when he called the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on Thursday, on this Thursday, Turkey Thanksgiving Day, excuse me. Al, we have to come together. You know, we have... We can have different political views, but we have to have one view. The one view is we're the finest, greatest nation in the world. We should focus on dealing with our problems and being together and stop the rancor. We have to bring the nation together. We have to treat each other with a little decency. This um, I could play a fucking thousand sound bites. But when you spend every fucking possible second saying anybody that doesn't agree with me wholly on everything I say is a racist, trans, homophobe, xenophobe, ist, ob, ob, ist, fucking, there was a time he was calling everybody fucking Bull Connor because Georgia changed laws that made more people vote and easier to vote and didn't restrict anybody and Democrats still won, but it was supposed to be Jim Crow 2.0. It's Jim Eagle. He said that. It was all false. He's called everybody racist that doesn't agree with him. He's done nothing but said ultra, super, duper, mega. And the problem is it isn't people that are mega. It's everybody that disagrees with them. That's the problem. I get you call the other side with their stupid slogans. 
white Christian nationalists. We floated that for a long time. But the reality is nobody would ever get up there and say, build back better is socialist, and it would fly, which is the opposite of what they're saying. And when even Bill Maher gets out there and says, hey, we had Charlottesville, it was really fucking bad. But now you you liberals are carrying the torch. I want to get the audio because I forgot to get it. Um, You know, it's just not cool. He was supposed to be the unifier. He was supposed to come in and tell us all that... We're going to unite this nation because we've been so divisive. And my whole thing was to bring back normal. That was their deal. That's all they had to do. They didn't need to reinvent the wheel. They didn't need to do a whole lot. That that election, even though I'm not conspiracy theorying, um, I truly believe with my whole heart Joe Biden had a medical thing. He had an emergency. And that's why he went to a basement. And after that, he was different because he no longer was in charge of his faculties. It was actually his people starting to put things through. So a lot of times, deep down inside, I kind of look at it and go, you know, I... I don't even think he knows what he's saying. I mean, it it's his people. They're pushing that stuff out. And they are literally putting out garbage. Far left garbage. And he hasn't united the country. He's divided. His policies have been far left, not middle of the ground that he said. And I can't see a difference between him and Trump on the rancor. Yeah, Trump attacks everybody. Nicknames. He's not very presidential. But rancor-wise, we're living the same thing. We just have a D behind that president. Because if you don't agree with him, you're a garbage human. And there are so many people that don't agree with him. The polls show it all the time. The policies they're putting out, the things they're doing, isn't what the American people want. But they don't give a fuck. So this was the call. Well, how blessed we are to live in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. That's real. We're an extraordinary, made extraordinary progress. There's nothing beyond our capacity when we work together. So today is about coming together, giving thanks for this country we call home. And thanks to all the firefighters, police officers, first responders, and our troops, some of whom are stationed abroad. I've never been more optimistic, Al, so I, and uh, we're delighted to be with you, even though it's by telephone. We're 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 thrilled to have you. Thank you, and I think it's important that we uh, all commit to an act of kindness today. So call someone and wish them a happy Thanksgiving or do something kind. You know, uh, uh, Mr. President and First Lady, we're in a time right now where there are a lot of divisions, a lot of folks 
you know, lots going on right now. What's what's the message on this Thanksgiving Day? This Thanksgiving Day, Al, we have to come together. Uh, you know, we have we can have different political views, but there's we have one view. The one view is we're the finest, great greatest nation in the world. We should focus on that. We should focus on dealing with our problems and being together, not not and and, and stop the. Stop the the rancor. You know, we, we have to bring the nation together. We have to treat each other with a little bit of decency. And so, and I think that's where the vast majority of American people are. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving to both of you. I hope you enjoy your time with your family as we will with all happy of ours. Thank you so much, Dr. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden and the President of the United States, Joe Biden. Thank you so much. For joining us, we appreciate it. And now, giving us an insight. Thank you, thank you. And giving us our truth. Absolutely, well said. Once again, you can't say that when you're saying what the words you're saying. When you're constantly attacking everybody who doesn't agree with you. And I think the, the worst thing that's happened, and, and I do blame Trump, but I blame Hillary Clinton. I blame the, you know, we can go back to 2000 election. I blame that. It's when it really started getting divided. And we just went through so many different stupid phases and iterations. But now we're at the point where it is caustic. It is so divisive on both sides. And we haven't stopped. Everything is either you're all in or you're garbage. Liberals get crushed for not being all in. And Republicans get crushed for not being all in. And as people in the middle, we're getting crushed by everybody. If you just don't agree with everything these parties say, you're a garbage human and you're labeled. So for him to sit up and say it again, he keeps saying this because it's election time. It's You can't go from this picture and come back and say we need to be united. That speech was horrible. If Trump would have done it, we would have had op-its forever. Every celebrity would have gone on TV and Trump must go. That's divisive. You just can't. So, God, that pissed me off. All right, moving on. Gonna get our Christmas stuff. This is Mad Dog Russo. I haven't listened to it, but this thing went viral. Piece of work. I gotta sit there tomorrow for seven hours and ride New York with the great LaBelle's, and I wanna watch football and be left alone. And instead, I got 45 people, my mother getting trampled, who's 90 years of age, by all the in-laws. And I got to sit there. I can't watch my football. I want to get up at 10 o'clock, do my little jog, run, come home, come in 5 to 12, and sit there and not move from that couch for nine hours. And if I want to bet the egg bowl at the end of the night, that's old Miss in Mississippi State, by the way, on ESPN, I will. I hate can't stand it. It's a disaster. And Christmas is coming, which is worse. I hate Thanksgiving. I can't stand it. Wow. Touch, touch football with the guys. I don't get that guy. How the fuck that guy become goddamn famous? What the fucking fuck? All right. Now we get into the political stuff. Because you know it's Thanksgiving. We got to shit on everything. Because this is what we do now. Both sides. 
shit on everything. Thanksgiving could soon become another victim of climate change as rising temperatures threaten the abundance of quality of ingredients used to make some traditional dishes. Somebody, what a stretch. When does it become embarrassing? Just more scare tactics. This story is nothing new. We've been hearing the same claims for decades and they never come true. Another one. This year I'm thankful that I was never enticed enjoying such a miserable, uh, miserable cult. Once again, climate change is real. Not saying it isn't, but we're going to have fucking turkeys and corn and potatoes. And we make enough grain to feed most of the goddamn world, so I'm assuming we're going to have stuffing. But to say just some crazy-ass shit, I, I just... God, man, I understand. It's bad. But everything is affected by climate change. If I'm constipated, I can literally Google and get an article that you're constipated because climate change. So I can't do a Thanksgiving without doing the worst of the worst. So here are five little short sound bites of everybody just shitting on Thanksgiving. As John was talking about the imagery of the president standing there with troops behind him, the president literally, maybe he's watching, tweeted a bunch of photos from the trip. That's a big win for him. Do you think, Anne, given the impeachment battle is going on, the president is under attack in all sorts of ways, are we going to see more overseas trips that give him these kind of uh, photo op scenarios? Well, we do know he's uh, going to London next week for a uh, NATO meeting. That isn't quite the same kind of, of, of imagery. And, and except for the fact that he'll get to hang out with Boris Johnson, it's not a, a trip the president is particularly looking forward to. It will be. There are things to watch for Thanksgiving. You'll see the parade, you know, with the balloons if the winds don't get too high. Yeah. And, you know, there's great stuff happening. And then there's all of this. Yeah. You know, because, and, and it makes me sad in a way, you know, because it just, yeah. it's, it's very sad. It's Scary. not America. This right. is not America. I don't, I don't remember this, this is being America, America right here. This, yeah. our audience, you know, I, I want, I want the America where we're all sitting around going, well, I don't know if I agree with that, mm -hmm. you know, not. You're a terrible, horrible person. Because remember, like, 20 years ago when people started saying, well, you're not really an American if you don't agree with me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to those days. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want the days back where we can sit and disagree and pick our teeth. And holiday, I'm urging you not to be the turkey who puts your loved ones at risk. Jelani, I, I want to point this out. Thanksgiving has evolved in America, just like Christmas, right? At one point, Christmas was a time where rich people opened up their houses for people to come in and get stuff. Thanksgiving has changed over time as well. I know in my family, I know several people who call it colonizer Christmas uh, because they don't really like the idea of what Thanksgiving represents. From a cultural and a historic standpoint, is it really that much of a disruption that we should maybe back off of Thanksgiving this year? Haven't we had other times where major holidays had to change because the nation was facing crisis? Sure. Or, or if you even think about it, that original Thanksgiving, uh, you know, where the colony was starving and, uh, you know, in anthropological research suggests uh, was in such dire conditions, they had to resort to cannibalism uh, to remain alive. Uh, and, you know, it always has been kind of awkward to say that you commemorate that by stuffing yourself with as much food as you can find. 
uh, that maybe perhaps people have to actually think about a small sacrifice uh, that would be, uh, you know, fitting in, in uh, keeping with this day. Uh, and don't go in here at home because the myth of the first Thanksgiving is just that, my friends. It is a myth. I turn the mic over to show favorite and my friend, Jassy Ross, to explain. That's coming up next. With Thanksgiving right around the corner, I wanted to turn the mic over to Cross Connection favorite and my friend Yassi Ross for this week's essay and his take on the real story of Thanksgiving and some history you probably never read in your school books. Okay. My name is Jossie Ross. I come from the Amstapi Bukani Nation. The mythology of Thanksgiving closely mirrors the mythology of America. That mythology is the image that white Americans love to see of themselves. White settlers come to a strange land in good faith, bringing something of great value that enriches the people who are already here. The natives also bring something of immense value, equal exchange. That closely mimics the mythology of white America. It is how America wants to see itself. The truth, of course, of Thanksgiving is much different. The truth is pilgrims did not bring turkey, sweet potato pie, or cranberries to Thanksgiving. They could not. They were broke. They were broken. Their hands were out. They were begging. They brought nothing of value. But they got fed. They got schooled. Thanksgiving. It makes sense. There is much for white Americans to be thankful for but I'm still trying to figure out what indigenous people received of value. Instead of bringing stuffing and biscuits, those settlers brought genocide and violence. That genocide and violence is still on the menu as state-sponsored violence against native and black Americans is commonplace and violent private white supremacy is celebrated and subsidized. From Stone Child Chief Stick to Mike Brown to Renee Davis to Breonna Taylor to Eric Gardner, indigenous and black people are still being murdered by those paid to protect us. From Ahmaud Arbery to Trayvon Martin, white Americans are still killing native and black Americans with no fear of reprisal. They brought chattel slavery to Africans and native people. That still happens through the prison industrial complex that imprisons the descendants of enslaved Africans and natives at far disparate numbers. That is the reality of Thanksgiving. Many of us are still waiting for white Americans to bring some value, still waiting for white America to match the mythology of Thanksgiving. Freedom, justice, equality, reparations for two and a half billion acres of stolen native land, reparations for 246 years of stolen labor, reparations for stealing native children. Stop the killing. It's still happening. Stop the theft. It's still happening. Return the land. Match the mythology then. And yeah, it's, that's nice. That's nice. Shit on Thanksgiving. It's what we do. It's what we do. This one came from, uh, um, for Thanksgiving, the Boston Globe gives uh, Trump. Maybe I shouldn't have worried so much about Biden's age. Yeah. The thing is, they're both pieces of shit. All right. Then they put this one in. Because of what we do. Oh, fuck, I'm going to show it. It's more crap about Trump's library and the stuff they suck and 
Classified documents, but not Biden's, which, once again, can't do it. Tom Nichols did an interview today with McMechan. Quote came up that I never heard, but immediately resonated. The Yokel's congenital and incurable hatred of the city man, this similar simian rage against everyone who, as he sees it, is having a better time than he is. Eight million people in that city, you see the pinnacle of civilization. You can't grow enough food in 100 years to feed yourself for a week. But you look down your nose at people in Kansas. That's who he is. Once again, anybody who votes for is garbage. And, you know, if you look at 16 and 20, man, it was a hard choice for anybody. I mean, what the fuck? They both suck. Nobody's good. Nobody's voting for somebody. I mean, there's a cult out there. They just love these people. I don't get it. So, um... We had some controversy yesterday. I'm not going to play all of it. Yes, there was an article that was rotating around on conservative Twitter of the tranny Thanksgiving parade because they had a bunch of trannies. Um, you already knew that was happening. We, we've done that forever. Uh, that started with Happy Feet. That was forever ago. So for yesterday's, um, what I saw was Jimmy Fallon lip syncing was a huge thing. There's articles everywhere about Jimmy Fallon lip syncing. And uh, then there was the indigenous tribe float talking about the Palestinians. The funny thing is, is every Thanksgiving parade, every parade on the planet, they're lip syncing. So I don't know, understand really why people got upset about that. Um, I don't like Fallon as much anymore. Um, you know, it's all kind of, kind of lame. All right, memes, and then we're gonna move on. The first one, my response to anything work related right now. Freaking love Will Ferrell. I don't know what happened to him. How to enjoy a nice, quiet holiday with your family this year, NyQuil. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. My mom, please don't talk about politics at Thanksgiving dinner. They're all fucking pedophiles. Um, yeah, that's PETA. There's there's a bunch in here. They're pretty funny. Uh, the internet is a horrible place. I never go there. If it was a real place, I live by the Dave Chappelle rules. 
But every once in a while, there's some funny shit. This is PETA. We're lucky turkeys would never do this to us. You don't have to do it to them either. I don't understand them. I, I don't understand them. So we're going to go into... Uh, oh, we had one more. Radical Magazine. Stop the trauma. Replace the with decolonize. Decolonize. Okay. We'll get on that. You know, the thing about Thanksgiving that I don't understand, I mean, I can understand Christmas. Christmas for people who aren't Christian, that'd be a pain in the ass. And there's a lot of Jewish people and Muslim, and, and yeah, I get it. Yeah. To an extent. Because everybody, even if you're not, I mean, let's, let's be honest, we're not a religious family. I pray. You know, I don't go to church, but that's because of my upbringing. Um, Christmas is just time to get nice things for people you care about. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Thanksgiving is just to be thankful. You don't have to eat the shit. You know, yeah, I like it because I can eat turkey and it doesn't make me want to puke since I have something that they can't name. What's wrong with that? Yeah. We colonized and we fucked over the Indians. I got it. A long time ago. Why does this be such a big deal now? Just don't get all the big deals about shit that you know you can't go back and change. It is what it is. So, we're going to go into a great commercial. I saw it yesterday. I got to admit, um, yeah, I got a little teary-eyed. This is really good. This is a Chevy commercial. Even though you can't go down and buy a Chevy, you got to order it still because we can't figure out goddamn chips. But they put this out yesterday. It was fantastic. And then we're going to go straight into... Uh, I was going to double bump it. Claire McCaskill. Um, white liberal wine mom story hour. Guess Trump is the more dangerous than Hitler and Mussolini and the plague. God, these people. She doesn't even recognize me. I'm so sorry, Daddy.
Too shy. Bill, I need to see Bill. Oh, he can't do the dinner alone. Sunshine, almost all the time, makes me high. Sunshine, almost all. stoking fear. He is the one stoking violence around this country. I don't know, Claire, if it is irony or audacity that he would talk about the threat from within. Well, it's a little of both. 
Um, but I, I, let me even bring in uh, what I think is an, also a very dangerous thread to this conversation. Please. A lot of people have tried to draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler and the use of the terminology like vermin and the, the, the drive that those men had towards autocracy and, and dictatorship. The difference, though, I think makes Donald Trump even more dangerous, and that is he has no philosophy he believes in. He is not trying to expand the boundaries of the United States of America. He's not trying to overcome a neighboring country like Putin is in Ukraine. He is not going for some grandiose scheme of international dominance. All he wants is to look in the mirror and see a guy who's president. All he cares about is selfish self-promotion. That's the only philosophy he has, which makes him even more dangerous because he has actually said out loud that it would be okay to terminate the Constitution to keep him in power. He said this. He actually said those words. And the irony is all of these supposed conservative folks that have populated the Republican Party all stood around and with their, with their thumb in their mouth going, well, yeah, okay, I guess so. It's, it's bizarre. Goddamn, man. How can he be all these things? How can somebody be in your head that much? He's not going to win. We all know he's not going to win. He's not winning. There's no way he's going to win. So just freaking take a chill on the worse than the plague. It's so fucking tiring, man. God bless a fucking America. All right. This came from the Oklahoma. You got a fast car. I got a plan to run in front of it, which is true. And then you just get some funny shit. The deer mating season, a.k.a. the root, is now on a full sling. What that means is these deers ain't got no sense right now. They are on the move and will not look both ways before crossing the roadways. This is from the official... Account. Which, I mean, I guess it's cool, but it's kind of like, <laughs> I mean, I'm country. All right. I, I don't mean to be country. Somehow I just became country. My wife always says that I just twang the fuck out. I don't know why I twang out. I don't know when I got a twang. I'm from Oregon, so I should not be twanging. But somehow, I twang. And yeah, I don't know why. But this is probably not what an official account should say, personally. Um, I don't think they should. So let's see the replies. Oh, they kept going. If you're on the road in early morning or evening hours, please be careful. Keep a lookout. As your dad always says, drive safe, watch for deer. God sends his jumpiest deers to his fastest cars. You couldn't have tweeted this sooner and somebody shows their car all fucked up. Oh, there's, there's a lot of funny shit. I'm not going to cover it all, but... You know, I hit one once. I felt terrible. Um, it was a big buck and he probably would have lived because he hit the side and he fell underneath, but his antlers got caught in the undercarriage. And we tried to get... I tried to move forward just a bit so maybe he can scoot out because I had a little truck at the time. And uh, 
he freaked out and snapped his neck. I felt freaking horrible. But the funniest thing about it is I'm sitting there trying to get off this deer in my Sonoma that Gigi bought me. She got rid of my nice truck and got me this piece of shit that I hated. Um, we got rid of it. Literally smelled like somebody died in it. Um, I didn't make it out of the car until some dude, God damn it! I'll check it! And the cop's like, well, it's probably not going to be good. He probably got punctured bladder. It's going to taste... But no, he was... He wanted that fucking deer. Brian Seltzer, big news outlet standards and practices. They have processes for approving the use of anonymous sources. They have checks and balances. Fox mostly does not. Thus, it claimed about Niagara Fall terrorist attack was rushed in the air and online wrongly and recklessly. Fox reporters claimed that a high-level police source said an attempted terrorist attack had occurred. She said sources plural, but Fox on-screen banner said source. That type of discrepancy can make you go, hmm... This evening, Fox is saying cops or police sources were wrong. High-level sources appear to walk back what they said, but Fox made a decision. Some people will say in response, Fox stokes fear and peddles propaganda. Here's the yes, but when Fox uses news language, I've been told, sources tell me, developing story, it should be held to new standards. He goes on for like 20 tweets. James Woods, are you the potato head who pushed censured liar Adam Schiff's Russia hoax for two years? And badam. I mean, seltzer, bro. Come on. Come on, dude. Come on. Ruth Buzzy. Lots of my famous friends won't agree, but being a celebrity gives me neither the credibility nor any special authority to tell anybody else how to vote. My job for over half a century was to entertain you to do the very best of my ability, and I tried my hardest to do that. And I wanted to cover that because that is just spot. I'm telling you right now, if I was famous, which I'll never be, but if I was... I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you're a Nazi. I make music. I act. I, I don't care who watches it. I ain't gonna tell anybody they're shitheads. I'm not. I'm just no. No. Not doing it. We are here to freaking just entertain or sing or whatever. Um. I know when I was in retail and I hated every fucking second of it, I could give a fuck else. This is not a surprise. It's all over conservative world. I mean, they never put the D. You're never going to see the D next to a Democrat. They don't do it. When it's a Republican, you're going to do it. I remember Mr. Chocolate City. That motherfucker got jail time. They never once said that shit. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. I'm scaling it all back because I'm so fucking tired. I didn't cover the hostages. I'm not, I'm, no. It's, it's now completely lost me. But here are um, two sound bites. David Brooks trying to play like uh, from the river to the sea doesn't mean get rid of Israel. And Amon again. Man, she's got some anti-Semitism in her. It's pretty sad. For genocide, what you need, uh, according to the UN 1948 uh, resolution uh, on the crime of genocide, is to say that it's the intent or to, or to see the intent to destroy in whole or in part 
a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group as such. That is, that the violence is intended, is intentional, or, or with the intention of destroying the group, a particular group as such. Now, if we think about the case that is going on now, there have been statements by Israeli political leaders, by Israeli military leaders, which have genocidal echoes uh, about flattening of Gaza, removing the population out of Gaza, treating uh, the people there as um, the Bible instructed the Israelites to treat the, the Amalek, that is to kill the men, women, and, and, and babies. So uh, intent, in fact, has been expressed by Israeli leaders. Whether this is happening on the ground, I'm not convinced that um, right now there is intentional uh, killing of civilians, but there is totally disproportionate killing of civilians, disproportionate in a relationship to the military goals declared by Israel itself. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I think we are close, uh, but we're not there yet. So if we are, to coin your phrase, not there yet, where are we? What is the, the next level if you're talking about disproportionate killing, uh, not yet, you're not prepared to call it genocide yet? I think you've warned that it might become. What is the mechanism? What, does, what needs to happen for the... David, the further away we move from the horrors of that day on October 7th, and I, like many others, have seen the videos that the Israeli officials shared. It is horrific, and it does not leave you. We know U.S. lawmakers are now seeing some of those videos of the Hamas terror attack. But the further away we get from that day, concern here does grow. So what do you make of that increase here among Americans watching the war unfold? Yeah, I think the big story here is that uh, there's been a rupture between what liberals and progressives. And so if you look at Joe Biden, Hakeem Jeffries, Chuck Schumer, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, people you would call liberals, they argue that, listen, we've had ceasefires, we've had multiple ceasefires with Hamas, and every time they use the ceasefire as an excuse to rearm and reload, and then they break the ceasefire and you get more and more bloodshed. And so the argument they make is we can't go through this ceasefire rhythm over and over and over again. We just have to solve the problem. The old strategy was just failing. And so that's their case. And then more on the progressive side, uh, they've shifted and adopted a policy which has not been the traditional democratic policy of more or less one state from the river to the sea is what gets chanted. And so it's not clear to me what they think that one state looks like, but it's clearly not the traditional policy we associate with the Democratic Party, which has been very supportive of, of Israel. And I think on, it's not only on the Middle East, on a bunch of other issues, you're seeing this beginning, this rupture between progressives who tend to be younger and, and liberals who tend to be older. And it, we're seeing it uh, in spades. I just don't think it's smart to put it out there like that. Louisville Manifesto release on April 10, 2023. Connor Sturgeon gunned down several people in an old bank. The shooter wrote his notebook that he targeted upper-class white people and wanted to attack to spur gun control. This was a far-left, sorry, terrorism. And Nothing. Uh, we didn't hear about it. Not a surprise. It's always buried. Um, 
Has anyone considered perhaps a younger generation aversion and ability to make small talk isn't merely due to screen culture, but because we are inundated with how tragic and violent the world is 24-7, and small talk seems quite ridiculous and distracting in the light of that? I don't know who she is. Amy Gay. Replies, in the 60s, 70s, terrorist attacks and political assassinations were extremely common and people got drafted into war. Did people not make small talk? God, young Americans are unbelievably narcissistic. Get over yourselves. I, you know, I just don't agree with that on any level. The reality is, um, this has affected people. You know, whether you want to believe it or not, I mean, a lot of people only live digital. That's where they live. And it's fucked up. Um, and just fucked up. This one, uh, the state of California killed that girl. Billboard Chris shares tragic story of Yale Martinez. And I don't know anything about this. I didn't see it because I haven't really been online a lot. Not on Twitter or anything. I just don't do social media as much as I used to, which is affecting the show, I know. But um, uh, we're going to listen to Billboard Chris because I like this guy. I watch him and... Um, I don't remember his fucking name. He's got a good channel. It's pretty, and I've been listening to a lot of freaking Crowder from a long time ago. Dude wasn't that crazy back then. I don't know what happened, but um, this story is pretty sad from what I've, I've read before I flipped to the slide. So let's listen. There was a, a woman in California. I've met her. I heard her give her speech the first time she told her story. Her name is Abigail Martinez. Her daughter, Yaley Martinez, grew up just a normal, happy, girly girl. Got into high school, started getting teased about her body and stuff. Joined at the Gender and Sexuality Alliance Club. It's honestly just a place to like find some friends and maybe get free pizza. This is what they do. And she became convinced that the source of her difficulties was because she was trans. So they hid this girl's social transition from her mom that she had a new name and pronouns. When mom finally found out months later, she was much more accommodating than I would have been. She was okay with going along with the new pronouns, but she knew her daughter didn't need testosterone. Because guess what? Parents know their kids. And they know when their kids are just going through something. But the state did not agree. They took her away. They put her into state care, into a group home, put her on testosterone, and while she was still separated from her mom on testosterone, she knelt down in front of a train. And police had to pick her body up in pieces. The state of California killed that. And there are more stories like this. There's a girl named Sage from Virginia who also became indoctrinated online and through school. Got in touch with some people online, went mm -hmm. to meet up with some guy one day, got sex trafficked from Virginia into... D.C. and then to Maryland. They didn't find her for a couple months. When they did find her, she was locked in a room. She'd been drugged, gang raped, used for porn all these months. They found her. They should have returned her straight home, but what did they do? They kept her in Maryland because the prosecutor, whatever his name, whatever his title is, decided that the parents were a threat to their child because they misgendered her because they called her by her real name. So they put her into a group home where she was sexually assaulted. Of course, they put her in a group home with boys. 
After having gone through this ordeal for months where she's getting gang raped and used for porn, they put her in a group home with boys. She ran away, got assaulted, she ran away. They found her months later in Texas. Same thing had happened again. She'd been sex trafficked. She's finally back home now. And there's a big lawsuit going on. But this is all because of this gender ideology. And the total insanity of these government officials to play along with this lie that there's such a thing as a child being born. I just cannot believe we're at the point where we're taking kids. It's pretty, um, pretty fucked up. Ian McKevney, Miss Howell, close out. This night wielding gang specifically targeted white people in France. This Louisville bank shooter, rich white people. Corey Ali Mohammed wanted to kill as many white people as possible. He was only able to kill four. It seems the racist rhetoric is driving leftists to kill white people, but where is it coming from? Leftist intellectuals who seem to fantasize about killing white people and indoctrinate young minds and racial hatred. During the lecture at Yale School of Medicine, Aruna Kalani, a training a trained psychiatrist, said that she had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, burying their body and wiping my bloody hands as I walk away guiltless. Other quotes. Texas A&M professor Thomas Curry, who told his students in order to be equal, in order to be liberated, some white people have to die. North Carolina State professor Camus Caban, who said the solution to many of the problems faced by black people is the extermination of white people. Off the face of the planet. UC Irvine professor Mark Levine who urged that we need to abolish whiteness. Did a professor Derek Hook, white people should commit suicide. Harvard professor who said that abolishing the white race is so desirable that some may find it hard to believe that anyone oppose it. Of course, if you bring up anything that has been detailed in this thread, you'll accuse of having white fragility. In fact, white fragility prevents white people of understanding that they are racist no matter what and should be open to marginalization and even racism. There could be no other viewpoint other than theirs. They are right, period. This is not how justifying their violence and views themselves and being freedom fighters. They idolize those who step forward to bring about change using violence. Che Guevara, Stalin, Mao... Given that all of these leftist professors are calling for the elimination of white people, you know what there has to be some Marxism in there, right? Hitler viewed Jews as being capitalist incarnate. Killing Jews result in elimination of capitalism. While calling for killing white people is reverberating across the country, which is resulting in actual fatalities, corporate leaders are instructing their workplaces to do the same thing. And he goes on, he's actually right. It's... um. It's not good. This is, um, we've gotten to this point that, and I think part of it is the fact that we just want clicks. You know, people want, they want clicks. Everybody wants to be viral. Um, it's confusing to me. I, I don't understand. Granted, the few times David Spade liked my tweet or retweeted it. It was cool. I mean, it's David Spade. The guy's funny as shit. And he's friends with my Hollywood crush. Beautiful. Um, but I don't care if I'm viral. I don't care if 
famous. I, I, I kind of look at some of these famous people's lives. We're about to do a section on one that I followed on Instagram forever and then read stuff. I think I read it on the show. And I saw a picture and it pissed me off. And I'm going to soapbox after this next soundbite. Um, I don't want that life. You can't go get a gallon of milk without getting fucked with. I don't get it, man. What the fuck? So I I think we need to relook at what we're saying. We spend a lot of time saying that the right non-progs are inciting violence and people are dying and, and the same people that were talking about the tree of life and everything and they're now saying we need to wipe out Israel. Um, such fucking hypocrites. But from my point of view as a middle-of-the-road person, there is more left verbalization and violent rhetoric than there is right because every network carries it. They're always on there saying stuff. And it's going to have consequences. Last subject, then we're going to go to Soapbox, some Tiki Tack, some freaking music shit, uh, the freaking Ducks game, and some lighter fare to close out on a stupid section that I shouldn't be doing because I'm a married man, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, this is Yellen saying, we'll lose the war if we don't finance schools and everything in Ukraine. In Israel, um, the Biden administration has this $105 billion security age package um, on the table. What's the chance that it uh, it gets passed before the end of the year? Well, um, it's a critical priority for the president and critical to the national security of our country. Um, I can't prognosticate about the timetable on this. Um, I'm pleased that Congress has passed legislation to keep the government open and running, but it really is essential that uh, this aid be provided both to Israel and to Ukraine. We can't allow uh, Ukraine to um, lose a battle uh, on the home front because it lacks enough money to keep uh, school teachers in the classroom and first responders on the job when it's fighting valiantly um, on on the battlefield. So uh, Ukraine is utterly dependent on this aid. We need to join um, others. The the uh, our European friends are uh, providing have provided fifty billion euro of. Um, aid to Ukraine over the next four years. The IMF uh, has provided over 15 billion. They need us to do our part uh, for this to hold together as a package. And of course, Israel um, urgently needs aid as well. And these, this aid is critical to the national security of America. Um, we, uh, if Putin were to win this brutal war uh, in Ukraine, uh, next we might see him attacking a, a NATO ally of ours. Um, we need. It is not our place to finance another country. I understand the war is important. Russia needs to be stopped. I understand the foreign policy implications, even though you know we didn't do a whole lot 
when much worse things happened, like a genocide in Africa and the Balkans, and we waited for fucking ever. Um, yeah, that, that's fucked up. So, <clears throat> this is Sophie Turner. And Sophie was a little kid, so by no means am I attracted to Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner wouldn't even notice if I was on fire walking down a road. But she's incredibly young, and I saw her as a child. But I've always followed everybody on Instagram that was from Game of Thrones. I don't know why I did it. I don't even look at Instagram. Like, I literally just post my morning picture of the moon or a sunrise so my family knows I'm alive. It's the sole purpose of it. I don't look at it. I don't search. But there was a story this week about her and that guy, one of the Jonases, and him filing for divorce. They just had a baby. And then keeping the passports to not let her take her children back to England. And for whatever reason, it has to be the simple fact that invested, it's so stupid, don't know this person, never know, don't want to know. She's a young woman. She belongs to the young man, grow old, blah, 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 blah. I got angry. I thought that was really fucked up. So I went to her Instagram to see if there was anything about it. And there wasn't. Because business-wise, why would you? And I see this picture. I'm going to play this video really quick. It was off TikTok. By the way, I have two things I'm playing today that I didn't search. They just popped up. So TikTok does track you. It tracks the fuck out of you because there's no fucking way. I, I didn't search it. I just did the usual TikTok. Whatever the fuck's in my feed that I don't have a feed because I don't follow anybody. And that's what I'm going to play for this mocking of TikTok. And she came up and the next segment came up and I just went, what the fuck? What are the odds of that? And then I'm going to talk about this picture. So let's watch the video first. like incredibly sad and this is the first thing I see in her feed because I, I, I follow all of them but I don't look and I never notice if they're in my feed I don't even check my feed because I'm not a social media person there is no earth that I would live on that that picture would be taken with that young woman who's beautiful. I mean, I didn't know she was a woman. She's, it's another Taylor Swift moment. I see the picture and I go, whoa, she's pretty. Because I remember as a little girl. Where she's kissing my hand and I'm just walking in like, it's all about me. And it dawns on me that maybe this is the way these young cats act now. And that's why they go through girls like water. And beautiful women like this get hurt. I don't get it. See, I wrote a quick little note. She's never going to read it. I didn't give a fuck. It was more paternal. Like, you deserve somebody's going to 
focus on you and I put this picture in it. That picture is bullshit. You're not an accessory. And of course, I preface, I raise daughters. So I mean, I, if I saw my daughter in that picture, I would skull fuck that kid. I would beat the shit out of him until he couldn't fucking eat. I'm telling you, that is, that's a beautiful woman. You don't treat a woman like that. What the fuck? So I'm in there, and I'm about to do a really inappropriate thing. I'm a married man. I don't give a fuck. This is my one and only crush ever, ever had in my entire life. And it came up because of stupid Joe Dirt, but I'm playing it. This woman, man, she's in my head. Like, weird. I have dreams where we're having a cup of coffee. What the fuck? I'm a grown, I'm 56. You don't do that. You don't think about other women, but she is. Mm. Like a song of love that clings to me. How the thought of you does face to me. Never before has someone. I know, totally inappropriate, totally inappropriate, but I was doing it anyway. That's not my picture. I, that came up when I was saying pretty woman and I snagged the thing because she is flawless. And now we're moving on. Yeah. I don't know why I put that in the show, but it, she keeps popping up and things. I'm not even searching her. It's like they know in my head something is going on. So we are going to move on now that I'm embarrassed that I actually just did that. Um, uh, you know, I'm married. She never even noticed I lived or died, but even if she did, I'm married. It's just that, wow, it's weird to be this age and uh I have a crush. That's just stupid. Um, and it could be because of this TikTok statement, because here we go again. Once again, I follow nothing and I search nothing. I'm going to play the bumper and we're going to go in to our TikTok stupidity. Okay, so this is the very first one. Now, the weird thing is, I don't know if it's the same person. Let me uh, replay it. I don't know if this is the same person, but it's all I saw was this law enforcement. I love to go out the other bottle of wine and continue the conversation in a more private setting. Does that work? I'm just wondering if that attracts a guy you'd really want. As an old man, I, I'm thinking probably not. He probably just wants to go straight to the private conversation and get in your panties. Is that what you want? Maybe you just want to break a piece of his Kit Kat bar, but I'm just thinking relationship-wise, I just don't get it. I mean, granted, I'm not dear Ruth, and I, I met the first girl that really was beautiful 
whoever noticed me and I married her and I've been happy but I don't get that's your technique and I think it's the same person or maybe it's different they look the same because the second one was this and maybe I should have looked at the accounts another cop that should probably be being cop maybe our law enforcement need to get laid I'm just throwing it out there maybe we have to get a program because here's uh, another one Absolutely. these are all man, these are different women I think totally fine. oh she's not a cop she's just wearing scrubs loud and squeaky because really I'm fine is this all TikTok is anybody know I asked a young girl when I was checking out the other day and she didn't use it so I don't know does this does any of this work because this is all I see I'm serious I, I, I don't search I'm not following anybody it's women doing this here's another cop this one is a cop Outsmarted and out muscle. I thought that was the same girl, the other one. So now she's done two of them. I don't know where she's at. Some nice guy, go take that girl on a date, make her feel happy because she shouldn't be posting all that. That's a pretty face. You shouldn't be doing TikToks. Next one. How old are you? 17. How long have you been 17? A while. I don't get that. Is that supposed to be sexy? I'm kind of, I'm at a loss. I don't understand that. Next. Fuck. What? Okay, this is funny. <sighs> I'm not worldly. I never sowed oats. Got married at 18. But I've been around the world. I've seen a few things. As a man, you should not send a picture of your junk. Unless you got props. Like the Empire State Building, Space Shuttle... Maybe build a model, put it behind. I mean, you got to put things in perspective because it's just going to look like a twig and a fucking coming out of a bird's nest. You're going to look really embarrassing. And then she's going to show your friends or her friends. And then your friends. If you're all together, if you're together, it's going to be everybody's going to see your shit. I don't think that's the way you want to go. Unless you're like carrying some serious junk, I would not take that photo. I think we covered this girl in the last one. Don't follow her, but I think she needs a date. I'm just saying. I remember thinking that day I couldn't picture him I think the first thing she should do is comb her hair. You know, hygiene's really important to guys, too. But if you haven't combed your hair in a long time, because that wasn't a style. That was a fucked up dude. She jumped out of bed. Remember, I have history at this, because I ran a store to, like, had to quit because they tried to fire me because I tried to get them in trouble for leaving the fucking front door open. And then I got sick and I just gave up. But the point is, that girl was very pretty that I worked with, but she never combed her hair. I mean, she, I never saw her comb her hair. She came to the interview without combed hair. She came to work every day without combed hair. She came in one time on a date 
with her husband, who was a real head case because they had Napoleon complex. She never combed her hair. And she could have been so pretty if she just combed her hair. I mean, she was a pretty girl. She didn't need makeup and stuff. I'm not a makeup guy, but just comb your fucking hair. And maybe it's the things that don't have hair. So I'm like, really, like, hey, what up with the hair? If I had hair, I'd comb it. Walking in the winter wonderland. No, no, Santa doesn't want to see your ass. Well, maybe your Mr. Claus does. But I, no, moving on. Next. Here's another person to be treating patients. She's throwing her out, but she's in the bathroom showing her ass. Somebody's probably going to cardiac arrest. I got to be quite honest. I might be old-fashioned. I think I am looking at these videos. But I don't think I want to date a chick that's showing her ass to the entire world. I'm just throwing it out there. It's like, you know, all these guys. I remember I had this guy. He was, he was the coolest fucker I ever worked with. Um, hero. Just a badass. All he went for was strippers. And I would look at him like, dude, why? No. That's not how it works. You don't date a stripper. Why would you date a stripper? She's shown her shit to the world. That's supposed to be your shit. It's supposed to be private shit. But yeah, that's all he did. And they weren't that attractive, which kind of threw me for a loop. But it was a funny story. I, he gave me a ride home. We came back from Fort Polk, and I was leaving. But... I took the platoon down for one last little shindig and had my last air assault. It was the worst one ever because it was a hurricane coming in. And, you know, I've been through some bullshit in Afghanistan where they tried to, like, make us puke and do zigzags and dumb shit and make us levitate where I ended up on the roof. That was kind of fucked up because I never even buckled up. I fell asleep. And we just came off... Um, it was Anaconda. We just got out of the mountains and we went on R&R because we were heading out to nowhere and guarding SF base. And I've, I never vomited. I don't vomit. I mean, I could be sick as fuck. Through this whole thing where I just want to puke all the time before, now I'm getting better with this new medicine. It's actually working. Um, I don't puke. Just don't puke. That flight, man, I wanted to churl. I was so sick. We were hitting our, We were seats out. In 60 mile an hour winds, which was against the safety regs, but they'd already yanked the seats, so we had to go. And literally hitting the roof. It was the worst flight ever. But anyway, we get back, and he gets me right home because I, I had the wife dump me. I didn't want to leave the hoopty there. And he was on orders to go to Fort Polk. And he was living with this girl, and they were engaged. And, of course, I'm thinking like a normal dude, like Mr. Nice Guy, which clearly that's, that's why I didn't get a lot of girls back in the day. I guess you got to be a total dick face. That's probably the best option. I mean, I'm not attractive now, but, you know, I was semi-attractive and had a physique. Maybe I should have just been a dick. Just treat everybody like, shit, fuck you, bitch. Maybe I would have got laid a lot. Who knows? 
But you think you tell your significant other you're going to move in 30 days. And so I go, are you looking forward to Louisiana? Because she was a sweet girl. Clearly had daddy issues. He was younger than her. Or she was younger than she was younger than him. Much younger. She was like 20 and he was 30-something. And she had a nice body. She's a stripper. But she wasn't the prettiest in the world. And she starts crying. Because he had never told her that he was leaving. Because I guess he was calling off that wedding. He just didn't tell her yet. And that's probably why he dated strippers. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> that's probably where he ended up. Because he couldn't get a normal girl. All right, this is why I'm leaving Crunch Gym. Something like this this morning said I was handsome. It was good for the ego. I ain't lying to you. I liked it, but I don't want to like it. Here we go. Now I'm just going to keep looking at the camera and not say a damn word because my wife might hear me. I literally grew hair off that video. Yeah, I could feel it on my, fo- my right here on the top. No more low T. Uh, here's another one. I, I know this is all I'm showing because this is I'm, I'm trying to prove a point. This is all you get. You tell she's really uncomfortable. She's a nice girl. Just stay a nice girl, sweetheart. You're pretty. Get you a normal nice guy. Might not be cool, but he'll take care of you and treat you like a queen. Stop going for the bad boy. This is another one. Well, maybe not. That that skirt's a little short. Now, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be non-guy for a second. Could you have made the bed? Or is that a statement that the bed's messy because you want the guy in the bed? I don't know, but make the bed. I, I see this a lot in these videos. Like they're got clothes. They're living like they're 15. And I remember right before I got married, that was the first thing my mom said. Don't be a goddamn slob. And I was in the military, so I wasn't a slob. But, you know, don't leave your socks on the floor. Do your own laundry. Be nice to your wife, blah, 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 blah. And I did all those things because mama trained me right. I did my own ironing. I did my own sewing. I helped cook. I helped with the babies when I was home. Um, I didn't live like a slob. But I see a lot of these people doing videos and they're just saying. You know, you're supposed to be adults. And marriage is, it's a tough thing, man. You're picking up somebody else's shit. You're carrying their problems. I remember telling my son when he was marrying that horrible chick that I'd, I'd literally just hate that girl. She she hurt my boy. But I said, you know, when you get married, you got your shit, and she's got her shit. But now it's our shit. And now we're carrying each other's shit. And if one person's got a trunk full of shit, you're carrying that shit. And this person's an alcoholic been abused you're carrying that and if you love them you'll do it you know we all carry stuff um i'm insecure Gigi knows that now she's just tired she doesn't care anymore but i still get very insecure 
she was treated poorly by her parents, thinks she's not attractive. I'm always trying to fix that for 36 years. Because if you love each other, that's what you do. But some of these people, there's like that song I played, Dark Signs by Sleep Token. Don't worry, no Sleep Token today. There's some shit. You're going to be toting some weight. We're talking a couple suitcases and a carry-on full of bullshit because they clearly got issues. I mean, they got some serious fucking issues that you're, you're going to have to address. And then last but not least, I went for, I, I guess, 12 today. Is it 12? 3, 6, 9, 12. Oh, I went 13. Maybe when I was younger. No, she's not pretty at all, but let's just be honest. You're going to attract one type of person. And that's what you want. Have fun. All right, we're going to do music. Time for the bumper. Okay, so I branched the fuck out and got some new shit. I haven't got any feedback like kill it. The only one I got was my bro, and he said it was cool, so I'm driving on with it. Oh, it's not going to let me do that, is it? So I am not a country person. Never been country. People have been on the show. I met um, Alan Jackson. Didn't even know who the fuck he was. Had a nice conversation with him fishing, and then he left, and then everybody told me. And I met Reba McIntyre. I had no fucking clue who she was. Had a great conversation in a mall, and then I left, and I didn't know who the fuck he was but I'm in I think it was a rural king getting dog food because they sell the dog food they don't have customer service but they have cheap dog food so the huskies needed chow and I heard this song and you know I think that the hook was Pensacola because we go to Pensacola wife loves Pensacola so this is Mitchell Ten Penny. But it's a cute song. So we're going to do a country song review. And it's, as usual, not doing the right thing. Here we go. Now, to me, this isn't really country because it's really more pop, but it's a good song. We don't have each other's numbers anymore. We don't make any plans Friday night And I won't know you I mean, when I you're turning 64 But nobody It's a story you it's, it's kind of nice. Most of the time I don't listen to it because I just don't want to fucking cry Close down a dog like if This is cute Because I mean Let's be honest I, I know One thing we do talk Even though you know we're older and been married a long time and there are times we're just roommates and that sucks. Um, we always talk about what if. And I think in our case, we were really young. We probably got married before we should have because we weren't ready financially. But it was because I was going to leave. It was either going to stay in the army and she was coming with me or I was leaving. 
And I think now the years go on. God, I'm glad I made that decision because I would have missed the shit out of her. And this song would be my song. I I would think about her because she was my first love. We don't dream about tomorrow the night before. All we have is looking back and that's all right. Cause we got spring break, oh it down in Pensacola. Drug and singing breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, we I'm going to pause it because it's, you know, the thing about most music nowadays, it all just repeats. And so that literally is just repeat, repeat, repeat. But it's really cute. And then it brought up because we're, we're long. I don't know how this always gets so goddamn long. I talk more with these stupid TikTok things than I do with regular shit. That was 14 fucking minutes. But I'm doing dad. Which probably Nobody gives a fuck. I'm doing it's impossible with young girls who are not going to go into dad mode. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, yeah, I know you want to show the booty, but you don't need to show all the booty. And I omitted like 10 or 12 in spandex that... I don't want, I'll don't. i say the crudeness, the freaking camel toe up front. I mean, it's worse than that. It's the entire vagina is visible. I, why? Save that for the bedroom. You got to make him work for that shit. He shouldn't see it right up front. And I know as a young cat, I would never say that shit. Be, oh yeah, show me that girl. But now, as a guy with a daughter that age in her mid-30s, I'm like, God damn, what is wrong with you? Then came up this one, and I forgot I owned this. I actually bought this album, so clearly I had a country album. I just never listened to this shit. This is Blake Shelton. I really like this song. We'll just listen to the beginning because it just repeats like fuck. All he does is say God's country over and over. And my wife hates when I play it because he fucked over Miranda Lambert and she doesn't even like country but somehow my wife knows about every man that's ever fucked over everybody. She knew about the Jonas for I did and then of course I got in trouble because I brought it up because I said that's really fucked up and she thought I had a thing for Sophie Turner. I'm like no I watched her as a little girl so no but it's just a fucked up thing that pissed me off because it's just fucked up. It's just fucked up. You don't fuck with kids. You don't take kids away from mama. What the fuck? It's a good video. And I think the reason why I like this is because we always, everybody called where I lived God's country. I remember I was in the army for years, it was Fort Campbell, God's country. And I never knew what the fuck that meant, and now I live there, it's God's country. Like, right outside of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. I mean, I like this guy. To the this land, is a guy that I like to be my ground. with. This is God's he just seems like good country. dude. Probably a total dick face. We pray for rain. Thinking when it's falling, cause it brings a grain and a little bit of money. We put it back in a plate. I guess that's why they call it God's country. I saw the light in a sunrise sitting back in a 40 on the muddy riverside, getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dogs running. Yeah. Stick around, this is God's country. Yeah. 
Got a good little guitar song. See, it's all. I liked it. You might not, but that's my two country songs because, I don't know. I guess I used to listen to country a lot when I used to fish because everybody in the Army listened to country music except for me. I was like the only rock dude. It was hard to share music because nobody listened to what I listened to. Now, this is uh, Stone. What the fuck is the name of this band? And here I am fucking it up. Um... Oh, come on, brah. Come on, brah. What the fuck? Let's go to YouTube. I, I want to say, I think it's Stoneside. As stated, the wife is so into YouTube. She lives on that shit, watching the weirdest fucking crap. I love her, but God damn, she watches some weird shit. I mean, like abandoned houses that people just go the fuck in them. And they found a person living in this horrible place in London or England, someplace in England. It was really fucked up. But they climbed in the goddamn window. I mean, but she was a squatter. It was really sad. I guess I got her help. This band's called Stoneside, and it came up on a If You Like um, Sleep Token, You'll Like These Guys, and it made me find... Uh, what the fuck? They only have, like, two songs, but it's a Korean chick... And you know I have a thing for Korean. I love Korea. I'd live there if I was if I was single. I would have gone back and got a job when I got out of the army. I love Korea. The food's fucking amazing. Um, break with two K's dot away. I'll see you. I'll see you when. Uh, what's what's the name of the fucking song? Hold on. When the night comes. It's a really cool song because it just does this nice little ballad thing and in just a fucking sick drop C fucking guitar comes in. It's pretty cool. Um, but these guys, a little stronger. This one's featuring Connor Sweeney, X Loth. I don't know who any of those fucking people are. I think it's kind of like on the lines of my son's um, Converge. Is that what we played it a couple podcasts ago? I think it was Converge, which I've been listening to the shit out of. Grimheart Black Rose. That fucking song's awesome in the morning when it's cold and it's raining. Pretty cool. This one I really liked. I hadn't listened to it. The wife suggested it um, or reminded me to grab a couple and I just put them in the playlist and this morning on my six miler, I literally just let it play out. And it's good. Here we go. A rock song. Oh, it's my love, my food. Pretty dark. Probably a bad relationship. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just taking a guess. It's not a good one. 
Not being inappropriate, but got her in the back seat in the trunk. You gotta be pretty freaking horny to do it in a trunk. I'm just throwing it out there. Unless you got like a big Cadillac. I mean, I'm being literal, but that that's some weird lyrics. Sun, Somewhere my brat brother Matt Ostrander goes, well, when you were a drill sergeant, that's right, I caught him in Dixie dumpsters fucking. I never busted them. If you're going to screw in a mop closet, a Dixie dumpster, I found two kids. Man, I I don't think I've ever seen anything that violent. I mean, it, it wasn't sex. It was something else. I mean, in my youth, I was energetic, but I've never been that energetic. I mean, it was violent, and they were going at it on the first arts desk. And I remember just literally going, Jesus, that's big balls. You're not going to get busted. Go back to your room. But, yeah. I guess people do do weird shit. Don't worry, it's gonna pick up in a second. be your guys' speed, but just putting some different shit out. What the fuck? I held it inside. I kept it outside. All day long. All day long. I held it inside. I kept it outside.
pretty freaking good i think i kind of like it so we're gonna head on and once again with stone side um we're gonna head on and go to a lighter fair i'm just gonna play um i'm gonna cut off the last one i'll save it for next show i was gonna play a really cool uh segment from uh black rifle coffee of a guy who fought in world war ii pearl harbor but we're gonna leave that off we're gonna watch my ducks who didn't fuck up yesterday which i was astounded i did not i didn't I did not look. I didn't even check the store score. We went and cuddled at seven, fell a frick asleep at eight, and I woke up at three thirty, did my whole frickin' walk and went to the gym and I did not look. And then I came home and we spanked the beavers, thank God. So now Pac twelve championship game, hopefully win the last Pac twelve championship and get into the college football playoffs. I'll be stressing until I think it's next week. If we can pull it off and the coach doesn't do stupid fucking shit like we did last time, we're in. Now, Grant will draw Georgia, which is going to suck, but what the fuck. So we got that, and then we have um, Thanksgiving with Matt Walsh from Freedom Tunes to close out the show. Knicks. Scanning and throwing, it's Bucky Irving on the move to the five. Touchdown! He sees it's zone coverage, and look at his feet. They don't even move. I'm going to stare down. I'm not going to reset because I trust my peripheral vision. I'm going to... Grew up an Oregon Duck fan. Tez Johnson and now playing for this team. And here's Bo Nix on the ramble into the end zone. This year, it's been much more potency with the arm, but showing you, you want to overcommit, and you can see the D in there. Lolo Hea just dives inside. There is no twist, no big 48 seconds before half. For an offense that's been on the bench for 19 minutes of real time, Bo Nix has to move his feet. He pumps across the line, and defenders across the globe still fall for that. Oregon State did a great job last year in this game, forcing Bo Nix to get off-platform, move his feet, and they've done it sometimes tonight as well. Clean pocket this time. Chance to throw, and he does dance with Tez Johnson on a first down, Oregon. Trips at the bottom. Bo Nix rolling to his right. Now he's got time to throw. Across his body, it dangles in the air to Franklin. Touchdown, Oregon! Time stopped for a moment.
moment. Yeah, you're probably going to see this in New York City as well. He's had a number of Heisman moments, but he told us yesterday, hey, who do you like to study? And there's two, there's Burroughs, and then there's Mahomes. And it's that throw all the way across the field. But I got a one-on-one. -on -one. Bo Nix, a laser right over the middle. Oh, Johnson just stopped on a dime. Right before halftime more than anything else, Jay. That touchdown pass to Franklin. This was a clean hit coming. Instead, he snapped it off to his adopted brother, Tez Johnson, who is absolutely a live wire first down. That's certainly true, and we talked to him about it this week, and he's been very candid. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Where's the turkey? Disgusting. You celebrate Thanksgiving People's Day by feasting on an innocent creature? You colonizers just can't help but kill anything that has feathers on it, can you? Well, I have good news for our leftist cousin here and bad news for the non-developmentally disabled members of the family. We will not be eating turkey this year. Oh, Yes. Why not? I can't seem to find the one we bought anywhere. Oh no, that's too bad. Thanksgiving is canceled. Oh well, gobble gobble. Who are you? I'm your cousin, Matt Falsh. can't help but feel a creeping suspicion that you might be a turkey. Of course I'm not a turkey. That's ridiculous, Gobble Gobble. You look like a turkey. And what exactly does a turkey look like, Matt? Gobble Gobble? I suppose... I don't know. Do you? I am a turkey studies professor. I may need to ask you some questions. So, what is a turkey? A turkey is anyone who identifies as a turkey, gobble gobble. Right, and you don't- Don't identify as a turkey this time of year. No, gobble gobble. Hmm. What, gobble gobble? You, you just gobbled. I just what, gobble gobble? You said gobble gobble. Said what, gobble gobble? You said gobble gobble, gobble gobble. You're saying gobble more than me. Maybe you're the turkey, gobble gobble. Maybe I am. What is a turkey? That's personal to every turkey. Do turkeys say gobble? Does a turkey have a pecker? <laughs> I don't understand why you're so fixated on biology. You seem to be seeking what in my field of work is called an essentialist definition of turkey. I just want a definition. Anyone who identifies as a turkey. Not every turkey is assigned turkey at birth. But if they are, you cut their peckers off? It's species affirming care, and a turkey doesn't need a beak either. Okay, so if no one is willing to tell me what a turkey is, what am I supposed to eat for Thanksgiving dinner? Here's an idea. Since you're so obsessed with definitions, how about you tell me what a human is? Well, that's easy. A human is a featherless biped. That's right. I'm a human. Wow. You do look human. I do? Hmm. Well, almost. But you aren't tan enough. It's obvious you've spent years covered in feathers. N no, it isn't. It really is. Thank goodness we've banned species-affirming care like this tanning spray. Hmm. No, you don't pass yet. You would need some kind of tanning bed, like the one I have in my kitchen. Too bad you'll never figure out how to use it. Oh, is that what you think? I won't be able to find your stupid little tanning bed? Ha! No, no, please, I'm begging you. Don't try it, it'll be too difficult for you. Nice try, Walsh, but you could never outsmart me. I'm a turkey studies professor. No, no, please, anything else, I'm, I'm begging you. Too late. No, what will I do? No.
moron. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Ugh, I thought we were eating tofu. Don't worry, it's human. Oh, wonderful. Please pass some. I'm not thankful for anything. That is some good shit from my ducks and some good shit from Freedom Tunes. And that wraps up another episode of Flower Politic Podcast. Send this to your families and friends. Go to SoundCloud Flower Politic with K. Rumble 482467. Email me at foppodcast at gmail.com. I have Dr. Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's go 29, November, year of our Lord, 2023. It's hard to believe it's almost December. I don't know where this year went, but it was a better year. I'll take it as a good year. Sorry, the window's open because the wife's got the heat cranked and it's hot as shit in this house. Next show, do a little bit of the same. There might be a thing you can mock, Matt in Oregon. My wife is trying to get me to do a cover song, uh... I haven't had the guts to do it yet. Um, I could sing it, but I just don't have the balls. So I'm going to try to do an audio version only and uh, send it to Sleep Token because I sing it to her every morning and she likes the song. So uh, I might add that in the show. I haven't done something like that. And I got a skit in the works. It's time for a new Christmas skit. We haven't done a skit in fucking forever. So we're going to work on that. Till then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yes. Enjoy your family and the holidays. And be thankful. You're in the greatest country in the damn world. It'd be a lot worse. You'd be shitting in a hut. Saw that in Afghanistan. Not cool. Thanks for listening. Take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives.